I'm hanging in there. I'm living. I'm L-I-V-I and living. Brother. I like it. I was a little, uh, I was inspired <laughs> and surprised when you went straight to, are we going to pod? It felt like, it felt like you had to get some things off your chest. Yeah, it was just, well, it was just one of those things where I was like any port in a storm right now. I was like, I need some familiarity in my life. <laughs> Something that just means that that makes sense. Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 287 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at MAB sports podcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon. With me, as always, I mean, just a model of resiliency. Most awesome. Yeah, brother. It sucks. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, so we'll go right in. Like, yeah, let's get the. I've, I've been dying. We have, uh, we haven't really texted about it. We were having, no. playing fun, cute games when I was just like FaceTiming yeah. from everyone's phone. I was yes. just like, what, what a vibe I'm bringing to my boy, most awesome. What, what, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't commit. I wouldn't bite, right? You could feel the like the PTSD of the being 1000%. Yeah, I thought you, I thought you were being, I was just like, oh, this old, this old song and dance. I was like, uh, but once again, <laughs> you stand correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to get right into it because I've been dying to talk to you about it. Rip from the headline, guys. We're doing conference championship. Master Domus, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl outcome coming up. Uh, we're not afraid of using the word Super Bowl. Big game. Best thing that happened to this podcast yeah. would be the NFL reaching out and being like, you can't say Super Bowl. Um, Neapolitan Showdown, we're going to do our favorite Pauly Shore movies, and we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about it starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Right, let's get into it. Conference championships. We saw those games. Uh, let's start with Lion 49ers because this could literally take all the podcast. <laughs> and I just, I want to get it all out there. Uh, just the macro. I guess, the, honestly, like, did you feel going in at halftime when, uh, what they, what was it, was Lee 20, 24-7? 24-7. Yeah. Did you honestly feel like not enough we could still lose this? No, I really didn't. I really didn't. I felt so good about the game, the way that they came out, the way that their defense was looking. We, you know, we, we got an INT on Purdy. We were kind of making a move around a little bit. Our offense looked unbeatable. Like, if it got to, like, their offense got on track, it felt like we were just going to trade scores. A 17-point – man, this feels – insane saying it now after we know what happens but a 17 point lead in that first half felt insurmountable and it it, did because i think i think we talked about this on the phone too right because you're just you're just telling yourself we have to score two more times and we're probably going to get the ball seven seven to eight times yeah exactly yeah there's another 10 to 12 possessions in this game and if in in our it's not like we were just gashing them with like big play like big pass plays like we were running on gobbling up some clock yep yeah like we could just grind this out man and then it was and it it just felt like 
you know, so I remember back in the 91, 92 season, I remember watching the, the uh, lions in that game, losing to the formerly known as, or currently known as commanders, formerly known as, I can't say the, those words anymore. Yeah. Actually, that would be something great. We get a militant group after us too for saying <laughs> just take give us all the give us I all mean, we'll now, take all commerce at this point. I mean, I remember us episode seven. We were just like, we gotta get this in front of a sales force, like this podcast, <laughs> like we're going to the moon. And now we're just like, I don't know, a lawsuit would be strongest, probably be the like if somebody if, could find. If if some person was murdered while listening to our podcast and then it became oh, a true what a, crime story as what a break it, for us. What a what a what a bunch of free advertising. Amazing. Something breaking <laughs> right. in our way finally. So then um so yeah, it just felt like but but I remember that feeling. Okay, so for those that weren't around or don't remember, we got shelled. The Lions, we, I'll say we got shelled in that game 41 to 10. And the red the commanders went on to oh, almost did it. Commanders went on to win the title that year against the Bills. So I that stung with me forever. And I I I I then obviously, you know, 0 and 16 and all other other stuff. So then at 24 to 7, like you almost feel like you've left your body. Like this isn't real. This can't happen to me. Yeah. I, I it's gotta be what here's well, here's a perfect analogy. What I felt and all the arc of what I felt is when People do the prank lotto ticket and the unsuspecting person like starts scratching it and really thinks that they've won, you know, $350,000 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? The the amount's also way too low for like the level that they get up for. You know what I mean? Like it's like $10 million. That's good. We should, we should do the, uh, do our power ranking of like the least funny practical jokes. Like there's just no humor in there. Like exactly. that's just like, Hey, Hey, reminder, I'm a complete asshole. It's just like, got it. Yep. Right. So as, so as a lions fan, when you're up 24 seven, I've literally scratched the fifth number on it that says you're a lotto winner. And I'm thinking we're going to the super bowl. It's like we said, all possessions maybe in in the second half and we're just going to grind this out we're going to make them and but they can't stop us right now and then they come out of the gate they get the ball the 49ers do they give us our best shot they come fired out of a cannon and they held them to a field goal and at that moment in time i was like still two score game but i feel good because they needed this drive more than anything and they could only muster a field goal. It felt great. It yeah. It felt amazing. Then we go, I think like three and out, or we we punt. They come down, score, not great, fumble, tied up, and all of a sudden I'm in a torture chamber of emotions where I just don't know what's up and what's down anymore. And the calls aren't coming in too, so now I feel very alone. I'm yeah, I don't. I don't want to leave you hanging. I was just like, he don't want to talk about this. You know, he does not want to be a part of this. And then, and then they, you know, and then they take the lead. Then they go up ten. I know there's a lot of criticism in Dan Campbell, and I, I, I also we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Okay, yeah. but then you know, then they go up and they they lose. And I was telling the kids, right? The kids were kind of like invested and I would go upstairs and tell them like updates and they were really excited. And then as San Francisco got on the run, they were like, Oh no, but they didn't quite know what it meant. Um, And then it just all came to, 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 you know, what every 
self-loathing Lions fan, it's no longer SOL, same old Lions. It's now just us, the SLL, self-loathing Lions that just can't allow themselves to feel good. Now, I feel now that's normal. Had we gone to the Super Bowl, I would have seen it as like, the first sign of the apocalypse, like the four horsemen yeah. are coming. Yeah. The, the world is going to end, but now for humanity's sake, we've got another decade plus fellas. Let's yeah. party. We're good. <laughs> At least 12 At years. Least. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We don't need that omen of the lions going to the super bowl. Mm-mm. Uh, Yeah. I think for me, when did you really start getting afraid? I think for me, it was when the 49ers got down seven and, you know, like, I, I think it's a great point to your kids also. Like, if you don't, if you don't watch the NFL a lot, like you, doesn't momentum kind of sound like a, like a witchcrafty, impossible thing to explain, but it's so real right. in the NFL. Like, 100%. you're just like, Hey, like, I can't, I can't explain this to you. But when a team just starts getting a, like the other team starts to like way overthink it and they just become like rusty, you have some things breaking your way like that. Uh, what was that? Was it Ayuk that catch on yeah, the helmet? Yeah, the, the insane, the craziest catch. Once that happened, I was like, I held my breath because I was like, oh no. I was like, maybe, and they threw a flag on that play. And I was like, yeah, push off. Maybe there's a chance that they're going to call OPI on this, but yeah. there's no way they're going to take this. I mean, all credit to Brandon Ayuk. What an incredible catch. Yeah, it's a great catch. An, a, a, amazing. But also in the very ask, like Cubs. Bartman like like level of bad Football luck hit you off the helmet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that that ball, it's an oblong ball, folks. That for those that you know are just, just here on earth, <laughs> it shouldn't bounce just like easily up like that. It just caroms perfectly up. He catches it. That was like, uh-oh. But that but but still at that point point, you know, that's to go down seven. You still kind of feel like, well, if that's what they need to hit. Maybe it'll get a little juice, but if we still come down, we get the ball back on this next possession. We come down, we put it right back on him. We we stem the tide. We we hold we hold position. And I literally, yeah. as I went upstairs to tell them it's twenty four seventeen, talking to the kids, come back downstairs. I see the defensive tackle with the football for the 49ers celebrating, and I was like, "Please, Lord!" It felt like it was like, did that happen on the? fucking kickoff like what yeah. happened that fumble that's when i was like oh this is now this is anyone's game at this point because they're yeah. on a short field turnover they're right there i would i i if you could have in-game bet the odds on a touchdown them scoring that would have been like minus 220 i mean it would have been incredible there's no way that they're they were not scoring a touchdown in that moment they're scoring too and you're right like it it was anyone's game but it's also anyone's game with not a completely even money line because you're just like the the lions are just in their head okay let's talk about some of the uh the fourth and short calls uh i want to talk about dan campbell a little bit and maybe i'll bury the lead because i i really want to talk about well let's just talk about the that third down run that's that's the most egregious it's, it's one of it. So, it's so it's just not you can't do it. Yeah. Like so I and I would never like cuz I I love Dan Campbell's vibe. I love what he's bringing, but it's just like I did he kind of lose his mind for a second and in like is this one of the bigger games where we've seen like a coach just really make a back calls cuz it's not even like gamble doesn't even justify it like right go forward or forth like you gotta, you gotta throw the ball there because you can't bring onside kicks into play 
because just the mathematical probability of an onside kick is it's nothing. It's 4%. Yeah, it's it was one of those things where I would have, you know, it's an in moment because you don't have a timeout to call. Yeah, it's an in moment decision where I'm sure Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, is like, look, like this is a run play. We've been getting them all on that, you know, guard. Maybe it's a little maybe it's a little too far out. Maybe that's what it was. Also, like the distance. Yeah, the distance for the touchdown. I don't remember what it is. I, I feel like it was like six or seven. Uh, no, 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 no. I think it was like, I think it was like two or three yards out, Mm-mm. but either way, that's, that's the, yeah. that's the issue. Well, yeah, the gambles, I mean, the gamble is too big because if oh, you no, missed... it was, it was at the one, I take that back. He lost. It was on the one. On yeah. It was on the oh, one. Okay. He lost two yards on that one. And I, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, I, I think they just overthought it. They're like San Francisco absolutely knows that we need to pass because we can't afford the 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 timeout we could sneak this in here and we've been gashing them on this like right hand side behind sewell behind glasgow and ragnow and you know you didn't want to change too much in terms of personnel because you don't want to eat up too much clock yeah so it's like one of those things where you're like all right i think we could get it but i mean this it's one of those hindsights but that that one to me is like you're you're the the trickery or the like the the misdirection on that is not worth burning the time out it just isn't so if they know it's going to be passed you still they knew they were going to have to pass on that you know you're at four fourth and third game on the line you're gonna have to pass so it's just like you know it is what it is man you just you got you you got to just pick my best like two-point conversion play that I got with this personnel group on here and let's go. It is one of those things where I think it's in the moment. It's a lot easier for everyone else to like pick it apart. But when like, so that happened, you know, they got the incomplete at, at the, at the one. So they got a full play clock. So it's basically like 25 seconds, second and one or 40 seconds, second and one. I got to f- dial up the play, get the personnel in and get everybody set. Cause we certainly can't take a fucking, penalty so in 40 seconds you know who am I, who do i got out here who we're we gonna run with let's call the play let's go everyone's thinking it's got to be a pass because we can't take a timeout i think we can sneak it in there run it in and i get it it's like you know maybe you're not thinking of end of game situations you're just trying to get that score i don't know but i think i would have just passed it everyone in the booth's going you can't run it if you run it you fucking you burn a timeout and that's exactly what happened you know yeah yeah, I mean, is it like it's not egregious enough for you to be like, we got to look for somebody else besides Dan Campbell? No, no, because at that point, it's like, I get it. It's one to learn on. Like, if they score, it's no one ever thinks twice about it. And then, oh, uh, I think I, I would, I, I would think twice about it. I would be like, holy shit! Like, if, lucky. He, if that yeah. run doesn't get in there, well, it's also, yeah, I mean, it's it's that one timeout that obviously takes you to defense, but also, I don't. I kind of I don't have it as sharp as I want to in my brain of just like you got to move on from him or this is the biggest fuck up ever because I don't I think they kick to the 49ers and I'm not confident that they can hold them for three downs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that with the momentum that they have, it's a great point. You know what I mean? So it's like it is like end of game. I mean, Andy Reid, they have talked about forever just being 
botching end of game as the worst clock man, worst. manager yeah, yeah, yeah for sure so i i'm willing to i'm willing to have growing pains with a coach like that because we've seen detroit seen their i don't know brandon if you heard they've seen their fair share of head coaches and it ain't gone pretty <laughs> yeah so yeah the alternative is who the fuck else right uh, yeah i think it's easier to just put an edict on the table it's just like hey as detroit lions we no longer run the football if it's going to put us into an onside kick situation yeah and right. maybe just paint that like in notre dame like just paint that above the tunnel and just everyone yeah. kind of slaps a bit wordy we'll have to workshop it really cut it down <laughs> uh, whoever the sign know. maker gets paid by the letter b i i really want to make sure people are memorizing this uh, all right. Any more closing things? Are you still optimistic about this Lions team? Are you like, this is the window? Cause I had, uh, well, you brought up that 99 one thing. And I just remember the, uh, do you remember the Vikings Eagles NFC championship game? Yes. Like from, <laughs> and that game was over like immediately. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. so I do what you're saying. I see what you're saying about just like, at least liking the journey. And I hope this team, I know there's a difference between a really good 49ers team clawing their way back and like the lions will forever be cursed. Cause I'd like them to just kind of not have that hanging over their head. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I feel good. I mean, I think like all the core pieces are very young. Like we had four prominent rookies playing like a really big role. You know what I mean? We've got, yeah. um, two like like sewell's a third year guy hutchinson's like a second year guy so we've got like great receivers great receivers i'm in ross st brown i think it is in his second or third year um reynolds dropping that was rough we maybe need to get it you know uh jameson williams God, can we just get it oh that's what didn't reynolds have a couple yeah that's what it was i kind of put my finger on two bad drops look look it may i like to party so I, I did have some pops. I know on you Sunday. did. I know you did. So that old version of me just being able to play by play exactly what happened, not getting it for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and here you mentioned that I could have put my yeah. There were some big, some big wide receiver. Yeah, Reynolds that dropped that, which is which is the the saddest thing of it all, because Reynolds forever has been such a Dan Campbell guy. If you go back to Hard Knocks, Dan Campbell talks about he calls him like the black widow or a spider, some insect analogy, but <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like that dude just makes big plays. And I, and I'm not joking when Jamison Williams was kind of early on after he got his suspension overturned for bullshit gambling. Uh, uh, Reynolds was like, Josh Reynolds was like the best, like second guy that we had and consistently made big catches big third down con- conversions, like long second yard. If we got sacked or had a penalty, like he was always making big plays. So then for him to drop the fourth down conversion, I think it was like fourth and two and fourth and three. The first time they went for four, uh, they went for, for it and fourth. Then he had an even worse drop. Jared Goff hits him in stride in the chest on a long second down or long, yeah, long second down conversion. And it's like, oh man, we've we've got the yips. Like we yeah. are our heads big time. And a guy like that who's such a Campbell guy, who I'm sure is like probably kind of, you know, is a force within the locker room. If he's getting it, the moment's just a little too big. The one thing that was just and I haven't I've only read it, 
so I've never I've never listened to the clip with Dan Campbell and maybe it's just the moment after a, a, a devastating loss and, and kind of like talking a little I don't know pessimistic is the first time ever where it's kind of like yeah this is it's gonna be even tougher to get back here next year was just a really reading it on paper was mm. like a weird energy that I yeah. just was not expecting so I, I haven't I haven't I'm not I'm not so grown that I can go and search that out just yet and, and watch that <laughs> yeah. because I don't know, but re, but seeing it on social media and I, I just, I, I was like, Ooh, that's a little surprising. I do want to shout out to Instagram and Twitter and all those algorithms because uh, I've not been flooded with like an inordinate amount of, or, you know, an ordinary amount of uh fire Campbell or, stuff in my Instagram. So I, the, the algo is going well. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, definitely like he is, he's the beloved coach. And I mean, like I, yeah. we kind of look at the, the breakdown. I don't know how much of those maps are like bullshit or not, but I really feel like everyone was rooting for the lions and to take yeah. a look on the other side, everyone rooting for those Ravens. Oh, did they get let down? Did they like it? What a bummer. I mean, that was like a, that was an embarrassing loss for the Ravens. Yeah, it's um, it's. And I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs, but the yeah, Ravens it's at home. That's, terrible. There's some more weight. Yeah, this is just becoming. I mean, Lamar Jackson first stepping out of this reputation of him in the postseason came last week, uh, when they were really just starting to to cook against. Uh, who did, who did the Ravens play last week? Oof. Who the did Texans. the Ravens play in the, the there you go. Uh yeah, we're able like to score some points there. But yeah, just uh they're kind of cliche thing and the Chiefs find a way to win. Are, do, are the Chiefs the Patriots now? Do people Chiefs are the, the Patriots? Chiefs? Chiefs are the Patriots, and yeah. they're gonna so if get you're not all... if you're not from Kansas City and if you're not a everyone Chiefs hates fan, you. Like... Everyone hates you. <laughs> I know you sent me that Instagram video, and I was just like, my man has a case. But there's I but I said this. I always had there always was something. I mean, I, if you don't love Patrick watching Patrick Mahomes play, and if you don't love him for the for the league just at yes. large, then you're a liar and can't be trusted. But <laughs> uh there, there was, I know we talked about like the the blaming the ref thing on that that thing, and it's just the like the, Tony. Yeah, the I I'm him shouts, and I'm just like, I'm not as here's what's missing, like. I know when people are talking in their in their post game conference, and they're just like, "Yeah, they're, they're good competitors, right?" There, and just like trying to sell me on, it's like a little performative. What I loved about Tom Brady is Tom Brady had the ability to laugh at himself, and I hope yeah. for me just to be excited about Patrick Mahomes long term. I mean, I'll probably be excited about because all my friends are, but I want to see a little bit of that. It's about time getting the third. We need a little bit of time to you know a tweet that's funny, something like that that's just like. Someone's a little self-deprecating, right? But not it's a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to we're we're dare I say, is there a, a scotia of Aaron Rodgers just floating in there a little oh! bit? Oh I forgot it. I oh wow. You know what I That's, mean? Just a little yeah. like overly arrogant. And we haven't the only thing is we haven't seen 10-year vet Patrick Mahomes, right? With a, a Kadarius Tony 2.0 version. We're screaming at him and belittling him, but <laughs> yeah, we're which I do want to see. Well, we've got the groundwork. We've, we're laying <laughs> some groundwork because right now it's we're we're still aware enough to yell at the refs and blame the refs for for cheating them, which is the ultimate. Like you said, like bad look for 
league MVP, best player in the world to just like you, you go into LeBron realm, not Jordan realm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it comes down to. Even though Jordan had his fair share of, I'm sure everyone will say all the times that he barked and yelled at refs, but he did. But like Jordan never flopped. Jordan never acted like he reads books. You know, there's just like, (laughs) you know, it cracks me up, but there's just something like super, uh, like performative about it. But I I don't say like, I still root for teams rooting for football. It's, it's gotta be, I, I mean, Lamar Jackson has to be in his head of like, what do I got to do to get the fuck over this thing? Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like scoring points in the postseason's big, uh, which I just said. And he's just like, man, if I, if I got to face this fucking Patrick Mahomes guy. And like, if we're only putting up 10 points, like that is right. That, that is an unsolvable problem. Cause it's not like, and maybe this is bigger. Cause it was, it wasn't like one thing specific in that game. It's just like, what is the, I mean, the Chiefs defense is a little bit better, but it was just like, I, it just seemed like they weren't ready to take care of business. And I think that's super cliche, but I mean, for them to constantly go back to that, it's, uh, I don't know, like uh, the Ravens had that, uh, that huge loss as the one seed against the Titans. I think it was like yeah. five years ago or six years ago. And just their postseason performance has been lackluster so i give you right now like lamar jackson postseason wins i'll set the line at two and a half i'll set super bowls at 0.5 where do you where do you want on those lines two and a half is a little low yeah i I, I take that over just because like i feel like the, the the first you know playoff weekend that's almost like a ravens team like that's like okay that's fine you know what I mean? You can guarantee that for the next three years. And I would say you could almost book wild car win. You know what I mean? Going up against like, uh, maybe like it's how much it's how much I like the, at least the Bengals coming out of that same division. So, you know, if they're, if they're getting wild cards and they're going on the road, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think they could squeeze out. I think, I think that they can squeeze out as long as they're not having to play like a top tier AFC, the chiefs, right the bills would give them a hassle, but they go up against like the dolphins. That's a coin flip game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Playing the Colts or something, playing the Colts. You know what I mean? I feel like they're, they're good enough for one win those, those three years. And I think, you know, depending on, you know, the defense is, they've got some younger pieces too. So it's like, I don't, this is not like a two thousands era Ravens team where it's like, this is their shot. They've, they peaked on both sides of the ball. They just have a game manager. I just think like there's something there's something broken just in I don't know if it's John Harbaugh is like psyche or what but I think he just gets they they just seem to like abandon ship and get panicky in these games real quick. I I was listening to somebody and I uh I totally agree it was like they had their first three and out and they're like oh shit we just better we got to scrap everything that we were doing because they could they could have ground out Well what makes you pick up that vibe? Like because, what, what were you noticing about their offense that you're just like, Oh, it feels like they're scrapping everything because they didn't, they totally got away from the run and they started just throwing every down. And it was like Lamar Jackson throwing near 40 times. I know they got down. It's not going to, it's not the game plan. Like the, you can run on the chiefs. You just can't totally give up on it. And yeah. And you're down by, you're down by a score coming out of yeah. the half. Yeah. Like it's one touchdown. And that was, was that, uh, that interception and triple coverage in the end zone. Was that the worst play of the weekend? Absolutely, I mean, absolutely terrible throw. I don't know. 
what he sees. I feel that. I, t- I never told you. So uh, I finally got to join a softball team when I first moved to Brooklyn. When I went to, this is oh, the past oh, story, but oh, when I first moved to I thought you were York, saying right now, it's like a no, no, no. big, big admission. <laughs> no, I'm old. Yeah, no, no, no. So I joined the team and I hit, like, I tried to stretch a single into a double on an infield hit. Like, it was so, I was getting out by the time I was five steps off of that one bag. And it was just like, I'm just saying, I know the feeling Lamar is going through where it's just like, this is way, <laughs> way too forced and never going to happen. Oh, I I love it too because you <laughs> you I know you hit that bag hard. Uh, and and like, there was no this. doubts. I was turning it. I slid in a second, and it was so. I thought they might have called just like delay of game if they have that in softball because the guy was sitting there <laughs> on second base with the softball for so fucking long. Uh, <laughs> is is this the best back to back wins? By uh by postseason team, the Chiefs. Chiefs, the Chiefs go in to Buffalo and beat Josh Allen. These are two tier one quarterbacks and healthy teams. I mean, I know Bills were kind of banged right. up on defense a little bit, but I mean, it's just been a while. Like the big fear is always like there's something wrong or there's a nagging injury, and these are tier one quarterbacks and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, and they controlled both of those games. Yeah, and their defenses. Is- has been playing really, really well. Their defense has been awesome, and the defense is going to be what keeps them in the Super Bowl and and has carried them throughout the season because the offense, like, at times can put it together. But in the second half, like, you know, Baltimore had figured it out. And uh, I don't know if this – here's the thing is, I was thinking about this, is are we too early on anointing the QB competitors to Patrick Mahomes. Are we like, oh, these got all these top young quarterbacks in the league? But I, I mean, what well, are you? Know, oh, Burrow, are you saying Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar? Like, oh, we're they're, so they're the excited. consistent players, but I don't think that there's anyone that's been a real threat to you. I got it. So we're so excited about Mahomes that we want our Brady Manning that we got, and, and we don't have like it. We s- don't have it. Yeah, we're trying to subdue. That's what I'm saying. Now. Everyone thinks that the league is so, the AFC is so loaded, but we're talking about Lamar Jackson throwing one of the worst INTs in yeah. in recent playoff memory. Josh Allen, who will very well will lose his shit and make a boneheaded play in a game. You can almost bet on that. And then Burrow, who's like, I'm not sure. Like the the longevity yeah yeah longevity not only that but we're also talking confidence and just the ability for them to put it together on a, on a regular basis we're, we're we're thinking this is like the lsu burrow smoking stokes but we also tend to forget this podcast will never forget him seeing all the shaky you know the he's damn near darnold level of seeing ghosts out there and getting worried. Like we're that close from getting that from a burrow clip every once in a while. We don't forget it. Yeah. Cause we always bring it up. I mean that they're always off to a super slow start and I can't, yeah. I can't put my finger on what that is. So that's, and they're not, and they're not going to be able to keep all those wide receivers and you know, Zach Taylor, I'm not so sold on. So, so who is it? And then, you know, and then Trevor Lawrence, I know an overall, overall, I love Trevor Lawrence, but I don't know what he's doing in, in Jacksonville. And then what, and then what? So it's like, there is no Peyton Manning level. There's no Drew Breeze comparable in that league. You've got a bunch of Philip Rivers that you're going against. So yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, even if it was different style guys, like if we had like one like 
Aaron Rodgers is just like big time can kind of fuck up the playoffs, like a Drew Brees that's just all about accuracy. But yeah, it's just like a lot of a lot of forcing, a lot of guys that want to be there that are just kind of making bad decisions. Yeah. Burrow has the only chance out of all of them to come out and be a Peyton Manning level where I'm like, oh, this dude, like, it doesn't matter what you throw at him. He's making the right play. Josh Allen is is almost there. He just makes me worried that I think he's just going to like. Yeah, and I, th- I think Josh him. Allen is Josh Allen now, too. Yeah. And I think I get worried that he's just going to play hero ball literally every second because I literally, again, we watched him do that. We watched him throw deep and totally ignore his best wide receiver streaking across the middle because he's going to throw a touchdown. Meanwhile, on a first down, you have to have. Yeah, and and also too, you know, you've been burned by the leaving too much time in the clocks for the Chiefs. So there's something about like I oh, know I need to get a yeah. score, but also you even if you hit that deep end zone ball, Josh Allen, you still leave like a buck thirty on the clock. Mahomes yeah. is going to fucking carve you up. So check down to Diggs, live to fight another day, bleed the clock because you know, in your belief, in your mindset, you know you can get that touchdown, and you don't have to worry about, and you don't have to worry about the defense the more the the time that you that you pull off the clock. Whereas like Peyton Manning, like he'd been like, fuck it, it's there. I'm we're going to score. It just is a matter of if I score with a a buck nine, a buck thirty, or if I score with eighteen, nineteen, twenty seconds left. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially yeah, because you just you're winning both benefits if you check right. down like you're yep. getting more time and then also it's a higher percentage shot to convert that so you're not kicking long field goals yeah yeah, yeah. and like i just that. don't like burrow's the one that i feel like has the the makeup to make those plays but i don't know if we're gonna see that come from him i just don't know it he has the most potential to be that manning level but i don't know i don't i don't trust cincy i don't trust zach taylor and i don't trust the fact that they're going to be able to keep him upright enough where he's going to feel confident to uh to to make those to stand in those to be the general like uh well, we've been burned before yeah we have baker madfield baker he's madfield to, baby he's trying to make it up for us uh all right let's talk super bowl real fast before we get yeah, into the showdown uh what's the score of the super bowl chiefs 49ers um i'm gonna go 24 17 49ers yeah, I got 2320 Chiefs. Because okay. I like to kiss our podcast audience ass. I like to keep them listening and really think that decent dude. But <laughs> Chiefs Bills, I thought Bills. I mean, I bet the other way, but like Chiefs yeah. Ravens, I definitely thought Ravens. And it's I don't know. There's a real thing about betting against Patrick Mahomes that feels kind of crazy. And yes. Brock Purdy in that uh that Packers game looked flappable. He did look flappable. Yeah, I mean, he looked like not – he kind of – it reminded me of Matt Castle when he took over for Tom Brady, where it's just kind of like in this – oh, we could talk forever. But just kind of in this position where it's just like, oh, we've trusted you a little too long in this setup, and maybe it's a little bit more the setup, and maybe, you know, you're not going to make as good as the throws as possible, which I think they talked about it was like raining through him off. Yeah, what would not, not – well, we don't have to worry about that in – in Las Vegas. Um, yeah. I did not have Brock Purdy gashing us on my bingo card. So I, that, <laughs> that was something yeah. I did not expect coming out. Yeah. But I think like, um, no, I just think like, here's the thing. They don't have, here, here are the reasons why I think the 49ers can win. The pass rush 
ramped up, and the Lions have a better offensive line. I'll fight to the death on this than the Chiefs. You All just right, can't yeah. argue. You can't argue with that. Their offensive line is better. Patrick Mahomes is going to be on the fly quite a bit. Their linebackers are definitely able to keep fucking Kelsey in check. I'd say they're going to stop him, but if Kelsey doesn't get going early and he doesn't nine have nine catches and a fucking touchdown in the first half, like what's their offense consist of Pacheco running the ball. I think that they can, you know, the 49ers watch that second half of that Ravens game and realize like we can stymie them. And if we get Pat Mahomes running and scrambling, as long as we can fucking, we don't let him gash us like Brock Purdy will be okay. Yeah. That's, that's the fear, right? I mean, the chiefs defense, is a very strong unit, but they have uh, the offense has yet to score over 30. And that's right. my fear. It's like, do they see something? I mean, it probably wouldn't be logical, but I, you know, if they turn it on the way they were able to turn it on against the Lions, like this Chiefs team cannot go tit for tat against this offense if they start getting, you know, exactly. And they've got, force of them. and that's the thing is, is they got like, they can scheme up against, you know, that's the thing is, is, their corners are very, very good. So now it's a lot of like, does if Christian McCaffrey goes off, like there's they don't have anyone on the inside. Chris Jones is the only one that can wreck shop, but he you can you can get away from him destroying you and run the ball. We saw the Lions do it quite effectively against, you know, against the the fort. Well, I'm arguing against my own point. We, we we've seen uh shit who was it josh allen ah, fuck i don't know who, who's run against well i'm trying to think of what running backs running well against the chiefs but anyway, well i know it's possible because i know that they have a very low or high you know average yards against like like adjusted per average or something like that fuck it stat heads drink everybody i don't know it <laughs> I'm, give me one give me a mulligan on something but I do think that they can run the ball. I think Christian McCaffrey can have a very big day with juice check and a couple other things that can go big. Fucking Kittle is, is an excellent inline blocker. So I don't, I, I just think they can run the ball on them. And I think if they get Mitchell going a little bit, like he scored that touchdown uh, against us, like Kansas city might be in pro in, 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 in a bad way. We it's shall not see. a layup. It's not a layup. It's not a foregone no. conclusion. And here's no, no, the thing that's yeah. here's the thing that's great about that uh, for a 49ers fan is is that we've they've already seen it a lot. There's going to be a lot of love here, a lot of like, oh, this is the Chiefs' time. This is the dynasty. We're already talking about it in our pod, and we know that's getting into the locker room. They're the Patriots now. This is the team. This is a great opportunity for the 49ers to like just stick it in there because on paper, I think they're at equally as good talent level as the Chiefs are. Uh, but they're not getting any sort of credit. And I don't think yeah. you can, I think you can get away from Brock. I don't think Brock Purdy is a very cool, good quarterback, but I think that they can figure out a way to not have him like just be a game manager. Trent Dill for the shit out of that game. Yeah. Don't do, don't do him. Uh, all right. The Apostle Showdown brings to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. Top 
Pauly Shore movies, bro. Let's talk about it. I love this because I didn't have to go deep in my bag to get these answers. There is an 80% chance we have the exact same three movies. <laughs> I thought I was going through my list and I was like, shit. I was like, is chairman of the board a Polly Shore movie? I was like, no, that's fucking carrot top. And I was like, yeah, I got really into it. I was like, I don't know if all of these movies that I'm listing are Polly Shore movies. I know three for sure. Not all of them. Which are on your list. Uh, yeah. It's that, it's that fish out of water there. Uh, you know, I think, the real hot spot with early mid nineties was uh, that was the time with kind of, yeah, those movies. Can we talk how fucking please like, I, here's the thing. Polly Shore was squarely in my sweet spot. I definitely enjoyed me some Polly Shore. What a moment this guy had, what a run and just being like the most like, like out there, but cool. Yeah, he's, he's an un, yeah untraditional movie star. We didn't see something like that. Like we had known, like you know, yeah. we had our action stars. Like there was, and he was just kind of like the weasel, like the long hair. Like he was just kind of doing his own thing, his own vibe. And yeah. the nation got the nation got dialed in, got obsessed with it. How often have you seen? And this is not to to slight Polly Shore, but how often have we seen a character actor that chicks wanted to fuck? I've never seen this before. It's yeah. like. I've never seen this. Like he has this magnetism. Ladies love him. Guys thought you were like fun to hang out with. Like you typically in the nineties and eighties stereotype, you wouldn't see a guy like Pauly Shore hanging out with the jocks traditionally, but he could have, you know, all those MTV spring breaks taught me. They all love Pauly Shore. That's awesome about him. Yeah. The romantic interest in a Pauly Shore movie I got, and I it was just like, no problem. I'll go on this journey. Like, unlike, yes. you know, like a Kevin James movie now where I'm just like, you're not selling me. I yeah, don't, yeah. I'm not seeing how this relationship works out. I, I, <laughs> I hear you. And you know, Kevin James, you're not bad, but you're no Pauly Shore. All right. You're no, it's just that simple. It's that it's simple. That simple. King of Queens, but you're a Come on. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other fucking royalty things. You're a duke King in Polly's <laughs> courtship. Oh, you got it, bro. You Thanks, got it. Brother. Dang, I landed the plane. Uh, Polly Shore is dead. That's my three spot. This is a I've little not later. Seen this movie. I've not seen this movie. Yeah, I think it's it's a super. I like the premise. It's it's interesting. It just kind of takes them into. I, I kind of like that getting back on the scene too, because I think what you're trying to get back, because I think this is, uh, I mean, this is like two thousand later one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think to come back and play it. So I was, that was that. But like we said, there were some movies that I think there was kind of like a trifecta that came out, but I wanted to give this one a little love just in the later later portion. Sure. What's your number three? This one, that, that one was on my console bracket because I've heard no. of it, but never saw it, so I couldn't put it on there. Um, my number trace, um, got to go with, uh, probably the worst movie of his career, or at least so many people have said it. I didn't necessarily mind it. I don't a hundred percent remember it. I just remember Stephen Baldwin's ridiculous biodome. Yeah. Biodome hair. Mm -hmm. It was insane. You had two lovely ladies that they went after. Um, there was probably something fun about this that I, I remember in the later 90s being like, okay with it. But this is, for me, the third best Pauly Shore movie that we got. Yeah. Uh, well, now we start cooking with gas. My number two slot, uh, In the Army Now, 
Ooh. I remember this. This was big because because it was also it had that scene where he actually shaved his hair, like you kind of tell it, which just always made me fascinated. Just like when they sat down, they're like, "We can only get this shot once, so make sure we get it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also want to say too with Polly Shore, I've loved him now on podcasts. He's made a big, like for me in like my podcast watching. Yeah, ton more podcasts. I enjoy Polly Shore. I enjoy the. I'm I'm in on it. I've been on it since the '90s. I'm 30 years plus on Polly Shore. I'm into him. I You've like been him. Super clear. I'm in on the wheeze. Yeah, for sure. Now this might be your number one. I'm not sure if it is. I don't know if it's going to be because I think this is more of a secondary role in this movie or even third banana in this movie. But I, I I'm gonna go with my number two, Encino Man. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm not as big as an Encino head. Yeah, okay. People, I think I was a little. I think it was slightly too young for it. Yeah, this like, is like like a year one. or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is his first one. I think this is like '92 ish. Got yeah. Sean Astin, Brendan Fraser, but does have my favorite uh, quotable of wheezing the juice, and then the. The convenience store owner yells back at him, "No wheezing the juice," which is was always great for me. I don't want to again. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to imitate the wheezing of the juice because it was a caricature of somebody that would typically be at a convenience store. <laughs> However, that being said, I definitely said it in the mid '90s when it was acceptable for us to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm growing in this pod. I've already grown so much in this podcast. I'm continuing nice. to grow. Yeah, even today. But even today, but I must have, we must have said that. That was the funniest scene in that movie. And we must have said it a thousand times. No easing the juice. When anyone get uh, too long at the, uh, at the water fountain, no easing the juice, right? Instead of save it for the fishes, no easing the juice. Well, yeah. it was big, big for us, big quotable, you know, and, uh, and, you know, Brandon Frazier, what a, what a, what a heartthrob in that movie. Had that. Yeah. You're going to win this because I just realized what, I forgot to not put on the list, which you know I'm a huge fan of this movie. It's my favorite animated movie for sure. I'm talking oh, a goofy yeah. movie. Yeah. This is a voice in a goofy movie. Is that your number one? No, 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 it's not. Oh. It's definitely not. This is this is where this is also your big I'm surprised you didn't have it at three. When you didn't have it at three, yeah. I was like, maybe he's not counting this because maybe he doesn't remember this. I'm not sure. Yeah, I try to be fair and not go digging through the look, I'm losing a step. I'm like That's 41 right. years old now. It. I'm losing a step. The, no, 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 no. The audience, I can tell already. You're playing through a little something. This is <laughs> you're you're working through it a little bit, buddy. So it's all right. We got there. I'm here to, I'm here to pick you up. I'm your Scotty Pippen, you're Jordan right now, baby. You're about Thanks, to drop bro. 55 on the jazz. It's your yeah. flu game, dog. I did. It's it? that flu game. So I think uh, we have the same number one then. Yeah, son, son-in-law. Son-in-law. Absolutely. It's got to be son-in-law. Yeah, it's got to be son-in-law. And this, I thought you would go with this one, and I like this one the best. Leading man, but also a little rom-commy, getting this romantic interest going in there with, like you said, I buy it. I buy them and getting it. Yeah, together. it's the fish out of water thing. It's great. We got um, yep. the Hawks coach from the Mighty Ducks, who's also the other lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Just like we like to miss all charges. Uh, he plays <laughs> right. he plays the dad and that. Like, yeah, yes. the, the cast is great. I'm I'm here for it. That's number one. Great cast. Carla, I don't know how to say her last name. Gugina, Gugino. I don't know. She's beautiful. I love her. I had yeah. a, a such a huge crush on her from son-in-law because she was just like perfect. She was great. I love her in this movie. Son-in-law is great. 
I don't remember too many quotes in this movie, but I do remember this is the best Polly Shore movie. Yeah, that's yeah. They have the hoedown scene. It's it's great. Yep. Just get like they try to set him up, like he slept with someone else. Just good. Oh, good that's right, because it's Tiff, Tiff, Tiffany Amber Theason in this. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yes, what, what a thing. And I do love that he uh, fucking weezifies doing all the farm chores, right? Like that's always fun. Just his that's, own his own flavor on it. Anytime you're just like we oh we got a montage ready to go. It's just like perfect. Load it, load there. the clip. Let me up, see baby. this. Let Here's see the thing. This. Anytime that you can take normal conventions, right? Then the main character can adjust it to his yeah. own flavor. I'm, you're gonna hook I'm, me hook line and sinker on that gag. Every a time. thousand percent in, a thousand percent in. It shows like they they're okay to think outside the box, but they're always gonna be them. They're just yeah. like this is this is my style of doing it. Definitely, I love it. Um, all right, MVP of the week, brother. I will give it to the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. That's a bummer. I do like, maybe I'm getting, I think you made a great point about uh, these quarterbacks like we're trying to force and make them into yeah, I maybe think are. maybe a couple steps back what they haven't stepped into. But I do, I think for the Chiefs in their dynasty, having like that New York Giants-like year where they go like back-to-back road games and make it happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good way to see them win that way also and not just host AFC Championship games each year. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. Um, I had so many MVPs to go through. Natasha Legero busting her top. You heard about this of the taking her top what? off after Bert Kreischer. Yeah. No. She she in a full on woman's empowerment moving move uh moment. Bert Kreischer, who's famously known the machine, tears his shirt off every time he does yeah. she came out in a small little club, did the exact same thing to her top off. Two things I love. Wow. Boobs and women's <laughs> empowerment, baby. Like, all right, I'm in. The little stand-up comedy? Yes. The little stand-up comedy makes it all in. But she is not my MVP because I'm I'm okay. I'm looking at it right now. She she gets a good nod, but I'm looking at my boy yeah. Brandana and pod, pod audience. I don't think you can hear it, but it's cold and flu season a little bit. My boy's pan, playing through pain. I can see him right here. Oh, you can tell going on. I could tell. How can you tell? Because you just you just you just sound Nasally? a little hint, Nate. Yep, you just got it in there. And I can tell you're 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 gutting it out, which I appreciate for the podcast because you lay it down every fucking week. You don't always get your just deserves, but here, sir, I'm giving it to you. You're the my the MVP of the week, brother. Opportunity to see you. I the podcast knows what I'm talking about. You got to say yes. That is just such a quick yes. Doesn't matter. Like lost the let. Like it's it's always it's game on. Absolutely, brother. Perfect, bro. Uh, all right, MVP Sports Podcast episode two. 87. I am Brad Dan. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Audience, our new sponsor is Thermopod, clearing up all those congested <laughs> ears with a little hot pod. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.